and welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast, a fortnightly magazine program about East Asian film, led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EasternKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Each episode, we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news, and festivals, and often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Well, since we're in I mean, the UK, you know, maybe I can talk about UK directors like, for example, Ken Loach. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing. Um, I think it would be amazing to work with him. I like his work. That was Korean actor Song Kang Ho, with help from Hai Jin Cho from the London Korean Film Festival on translation. More of that later. You've probably heard of his latest film, Parasite, which is our focus for this special edition. If you haven't, I'd love to know what rock you've been hiding under for the last six months, and why the hell doesn't it have Wi-Fi? But firstly, I should introduce ourselves. It's me, Andrew, and James, as for our last episode. Oh, yeah. And this week, we were joined by my better half. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya Hall. <laughs> Definitely, that's very true, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same but true. And as you know from our last episode, we do like to do these podcasts over drinks. So uh, what are you drinking this week, James? Uh, I'm drinking a very, very fine bottle of uh, wine. It's a Hereford red wine from Argentina. Tempranillo. Tempranillo. I, thank you. I, there's no way I could pronounce. But um, it's yeah, quite palatable, I dare say. I've got a few bottles of this. And Tanya, what are you on? Oddly, I'm having a very short drink of uh, Tespero, which is a an aniseed Greek liqueur don't ask me why there's not mm. much in the booze cupboard i can sm- i can smell it that's uh yeah that's very aniseed mm. and once again i'm on some howling hops <laughs> uh, this time slightly less dangerous it's yuki japanese whiskey barrel aged stout at a uh, 9.2 percent very respectable <laughs> So this is the film that's on everybody's tongues at the moment, Parasite. The film is finally released in UK cinemas from 7th of February 2020, making us pretty much the last country on the planet to get a proper release, and nearly nine months on from the eight-minute standing ovation that it received at Cannes. Perhaps the UK distributor was counting on the film doing well at various award ceremonies, but we have to admit the marketing strategy has got us a bit confused. It is it is very confusing, because it's, it's had that round of previews where Bong Joon-ho, you know, he was over. And somehow, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then... You know, this week it's got another round of preview screenings, and next week it's got a couple of previews in London with you know satellite Q and A, and then it comes out in the seventh. I mean, honestly, who's if you think of you know just thinking about the main market for Asian cinema in London, you know, you've who who hasn't had a chance okay. to see it? So yeah. the only thing I can think of is this is something to try and pitch it to you know the the, the mainstream market, uh, the way it's kind of not massively broken through, but semi broken through in the states. You know, whatever anyone thinks or doesn't think about the film, and we all. It's, it's always great to actually see an Asian film doing well in the cinema, as, you know, because you do then get more mainstream people kind of interested in this stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is always very important, whether it's, you know, Korean, Chinese, Japanese film or anything. 
It's but it is kind of cool. it's kind of odd to see, you know, at the end of the year mm. there were sort of roundups of best films and and the Guardian had two lists. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyone who Oish. reads the Guardian, because they have uh, a US and UK edition, and of course, Parasite didn't feature anywhere in the uh, UK list because it hadn't come out yet, <laughs> but it did in the US list, and I think it was one of the top. I'm not sure if it was the top film, but I mean, it, it's, it's got a lot of nods for for gongs at the mm. Academy Awards. So. And, you know, people really, you know, has got a lot of buzz. So, and, it's, you know, going into what we actually thought of it, I, I think it's a really great film. It's a cracking story. Mm. And I think, you know, at its heart, it's something that, you know, is relatable. It's, it doesn't really matter that it's, you know, in Korean with subtitles. It's, you know, it's a good story that I think most people can follow. It's not too sophisticated. It, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's inter- it's, it's a good, Sorry, you know, it's a good you. solid story. Yeah, and yeah. I think it, that, you know, that's part of the reason. It's, it's a great tale and it's really well acted. And well, I really loved it. I thought it was mm. good. I've seen it twice now, and I think mm. even on second viewing, it actually gets better. Fair enough. I mean, I've seen it twice, and yeah. I... More on the fence on it. I don't. I don't hate it or anything, but I don't. I don't love it. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's one of necessarily his best ones. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the thing which is probably most interesting about it is having been at his um, screen talk, his lecture, the BAFTA thing. How much he talked about Hitchcock. Yeah. And mm. how much I yeah. thought Parasite was just kind of a bit Hitchcock where he wasn't a hundred. But it was like compromised Hitchcock. Hmm. You know. I mean, but even the kind of the, the way that the story works and mm. that it, you think it's very much one thing and then it's suddenly it's something very yeah. different. You know, you kind of feel like, you know, that it, it's got a bit of that, mm. which is one of the yeah. films you mentioned, you know, one of the most biggest influences on him was Psycho. And yeah, you've, yeah. Got, you've got the same thing happening. You think it's about one person and then, you know, they get killed off in the first half hour and it's something very different. So it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Psycho's a definitely a very clear, very, very clear influence on it. Yeah, which is mm. one, which I, I got no problem with that at all. But it's like taking a Hitchcock film and then injecting with a lot more, like, sentimental stuff, kind of, for me. And... Um, which I, I didn't, you know, Hitchcock stuff, the, the narrative and everything is a lot more stripped down. And the kind of, the character development and the, you know, some of the social themes Hitchcock, you know, does you know, flirt with, if not necessarily dive into. I, mean, I think it's a lot more subtle. Whereas I think, I thought the host even did it more. Memories of Murder, you know, I, I think they, you know, he's reciting, recycled sounds harsh, but he's covered like a lot of the same themes in a lot of his films. And I just thought with this one, it, it seemed more like a, a much more... Yeah, it is a very polished film, mm. but I, I preferred the way he tackled them in his other films. Like The Host, mm. you know, a fantastic genre film. But the the family in that, I, I found that family a lot more engaging and their kind of issues and the social commentary a lot more... You know, I, I thought that was more successful person. Mm. And, you know, or even in Memories of Murder and everything, you know, the commentary in there through the, the cops and the investigation. I, I preferred that. I mean, none of this is... I, I think Parasite is fine. Which is kind of damning with faint praise, but um, and I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of people will probably, you know, it it'll have an influence over people critics, but I think in a year or so, a lot of people will dial back their ten star reviews <laughs> in a year, whereas as critics tend to do. Yeah. It's, you know, when it come when you have the home yeah. video release, it'll be like, oh yeah, I like that film, but now everyone's talking about it and it's all right, like, you know, which tends to happen, especially with the Guardian, but um. It's fine. Yeah. I know. I don't think it's a bad film by any means, but I just wasn't so enamoured about it. And you know, without going into all the details, I, I think it's far too long. 
Yeah, well, I guess, I mean... Like so 20 minutes is just not, it's nothing. Yeah, so so for the benefit of people who haven't seen it yet... Yeah, it's stop, a, stop listening to stop, <laughs> stop, stop for a moment, this is a spoiler, go and get yourself a drink. You know? <laughs> we'll keep going. So, you know, just as, you know, for the benefit of those who haven't seen it, we're not going to, you know, give too much away about the plot, but it's about the family, the Kim family, a father, a mother, two kids, a boy and a girl, who really are on their uppers, you know, they've, they've got... a living in this lousy flat and doing these kind of zero hours mick jobs and really tr- struggling to make ends meet and they're all obviously they're smart accomplished people mm, but yeah. you know and it's it says something about the fact they can't get jobs you know that anyway the the son is given an opportunity by a rich and you know well off classmate to take over a job teaching english to a family that he knows uh, the Park family, who are incredibly wealthy, is definitely sort of the mm. from the other side of the tracks, and he gets this job, and then slowly the rest of his family also ingratiate themselves and get various mm. jobs. You know, so they see these guys as kind of naive, rich, mm-hmm. that they can do a kind of long con on them. Yeah. So they all get these jobs. Um, they pretend not to know each other. The father becomes a chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Um, the sister becomes Jessica, the art teacher who helps the, the Parks little boy. And the mother eventually ousts the existing housekeeper, and the housekeeper mm-hmm. has been with the Park family. Well, actually been in the house longer than the Park family. Yeah. So they're all, you know, they're, they're loving this, and they, you know, they're slowly becoming, you know, more wealthy and and really relying on this family for for more money. And then one night the old housekeeper comes back to collect some some things and they discover a secret about her that puts them in jeopardy because Mm. she also works out that they're conning this family. And so there's a lot at stake. Uh, There's a sort of terrible accident that happens with a misunderstanding and the film becomes quite a different thing then about you know trying to keep their position mm. uh, in this in this family with a you know pretty tragic consequences and then within this you've got the sort of story of this particularly the the son the the Kim family son desperately wanting to fit into this mm. world yeah. whereas the others sort of see it as a means to an end you know they just want to get out of their their basement flat where where People, you know, pee on the street outside, mm. and it's really miserable and damp. And the it's it's quite hilarious the place they live, but awful. And the park, the park family, are happy to have them there and sort of rely on them. But you know, to a point, it's you know, it's all right as long as they're kept. Yeah. These these poor smelly people are sort of kept at arm's length. This sort of ends up at the end becoming a kind of flashpoint where this sort of tragedy happens, and and then the consequences, and then a sort of Final yeah. resolution, really. Long well, resolution. Long resolution. Uh, Return of the King. Long yeah. resolution. So, as you said, James, it's um, you know, it does touch on the kind of have and have nots of society that the director's you know focused on in a mm. lot of his films. Yeah. Uh, it is is probably more of a kind of relatable narrative, perhaps for a Western audience. I absolutely yeah. I agree, and yeah. I think that's it's not I'm yeah. criticizing, right? But that's what I mean. It kind of feels like um, it does feel more like a film to me, which was made with not necessarily like a Western audience necessarily in mind, but it does feel like a film which was like a deliberately more polished stuff. I mean, even like the host um, and some of his other stuff, they still have kind of more slightly obtuse 
parts to them and everything where you know you're going along exactly with the genre story and then you know he's throwing in a few sideballs here and there and everything which i think parasite never really does that i think it's 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 a very very well constructive 100% hitchcock 200% hitchcock mm. after hearing him speak mm. i mean after that call, i mean it was an excellent lecture he's a fantastic guy everything um but you know it, everything he laid bare about his love for Hitchcock and the specific scenes of Hitchcock. He loved that. Wait, that's Parasite. Oh yeah, that's Parasite too. That's Parasite. Mm. And his own personal experience, like you know, he was one of those guys who was cheering someone in, like in a very rich family, you know, and his girlfriend helped him get the job. Who's now his wife and everything. So it's, you know, it, it's I don't know. It, it just makes the film kind of somehow just seem well constructed, but still very visibly constructed. You know, r rather there's, there's nothing about Parasite to me which kind of feels particularly natural. Like it kind of flows together. It doesn't feel like the kind of film where I was watching it and got taken away in that kind of journey. What's happening? What's happening next? Everything that it's so it just felt like you know beats, which is not it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's you know that's mm. that's me being pretty mm. cynical and probably watching far too many films and everything as well. But and it's not saying I don't like the film. I'm just saying I preferred his other ones. And we're but we're just, it'd be the same as if Hitchcock did somehow make a new film from Beyond the Grave. We'd still be judging that against his other films. So, yeah, of course, know, com of and compared to like other stuff, which is going around you know, in cinema, of course, Parasite's a better film than ninety percent of that. But compared to his own works or the high standard of stuff, I, mm. I just thought it was an average function Jin film. Put it that way. Yeah, but I mean, it's this isn't the first time that he's sort of, you know, worked on something that has a, a, a more international sensibility than being mm. a Korean film, right? Well, true. He did that with Snowpiercer. He did that yeah. with Okja. So, yeah. but they're wacky films. I mean, Okja's nuts, man. I mean, mm. you look at the plot of Hawkeye and the Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, that's it's a fantastic film, but it's it's nuts, man. You yeah. know, whereas mm. you know, that's what I mean. Like Parasite is pretty straightforward. Like you said before, mm. you know, it's not very sophisticated. It is what it is. You mm. know, it's a very straightforward. And you're right, relatable story, accessible yeah. story. Hawkeye is fucking giant pigs. You mm. know, raping each other. It's just nuts. It's a yeah. crazy film. I still can't believe that that film actually got through the process it did. And you know, credit to. Credit to Netflix and everything for getting behind on that because no one ever, no one else ever would have. And even Snowpiercer is, it's it's incredible in a way that that film got the funding to be made. It's, I love Snowpiercer, it's a great film, but it's it's you know despite yeah. this cast and despite everything, but it's, Snowpiercer is a very non-commercial film in the same way pretty much everything something like you know, Terry Gilliam does. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think they they both that and Octa have that same tone that they're quite yeah. fantastical and. Yeah sort of, yeah, otherworldly and very odd. But I think what's... I don't mind the fact that I can see the way it's constructed. It's lovely. Mm. It's like looking at a nice piece of shaker furniture and admiring like how Wes Anderson type neatly thing. it's put together. It's, yeah, I, totally. And it's... And there are some very nice things he does, you know, cinematically to... Oh, it's, it's, a, beautiful, it's a beautifully shot yeah, film. It's really and the, lovely. And the set design, obviously, the amount of work went into the house and everything. Yeah, it's mm. great. I mean, again, yeah, that's yeah. why I think it's a little bit Wes Anderson y. Yeah, but I think it's, that. It's, yeah, and obviously a lot of that comes down to personal taste. Yeah. But I think the house, the, both actually both houses, but particularly the Park family house, is really a character in its own right. And, and it was made specifically for the film. Yeah, I read so about the was, architecture. It was actually so built. That's pretty interesting. Which is incredible. Do. So it's not necessarily, uh, I read somewhere he said, it's not necessarily a house you'd want to live in. Mm. It was it was designed so that you get those beautiful long shots where you could see people eavesdropping and, and you can well, see... Very much, yeah. very much for how it would be filmed. For how it would yeah, be filmed. absolutely. And that's, and that's great, man. I, I totally, you know, I totally dig that. It's just... 
I don't know, part of, I, I think kind of in that, you know, sort of intense constructedness of mm. everything, it kind of loses something for me. I couldn't really, just couldn't really dig it, you know, I couldn't really engage with it as much. Yeah, well, but maybe that's me, because, you know, I like films that... No, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I understand that I'm kind of, yeah. seeing them currently in the minority. I think in yeah. a year or so I won't be. But um, it's, none of this is to say it's actually a bad film. It's just, you know. I think it's magnificent. Mm. The acting was fabulous I didn't as like well. the two kids. You didn't? No, I thought they, they, they were two. They, they, I thought Song Kang Ho and I, the actress who played the wife, but they, they, they kind of nailed that kind of slightly sort of lower working class, sort of doggedly trying to survive type things. So mm. The two kids still looked very polished. They didn't look like they were poor at all or anything. They still seemed like they were... You know, very fresh face and everything. And I know part of when they're going to the house with the rich people, that's, you know, they have, mm. they're seeming that way and everything. But they, they didn't, there was nothing about them which really convinced me that they were living a tough life. And they was just looking, I mean, I, and I think there is kind of a sarcastic humor in it, which is funny when, you know, the, one of their biggest problems is finding their Wi Fi signal. So yeah. That, that's yeah. funny. And I think the first half an hour of the film is, is outstanding. I really enjoyed the first half hour. It was more when it started, yeah, getting with the plot, which, to be honest, everything could have been so much shorter and mm, it wouldn't, it wouldn't mm. have changed the story at all but those the first half an hour like you said that they get the drunk guy pissing on the street or yeah. they're, they're doing like the bug the bug powder you know oh great no just don't don't move just stay here that we're getting the free fumigation free fumigation that, yeah. that stuff is i thought that was that stuff was really on the money i felt like almost like it jettisoned that side of stuff when it got into you know the different plot negotiations about everything mm. like that but, I mean, but that's because there was a sort of pivot in tone there yeah there's and, a pivot in tone and but. And to begin with, it's sort of a light-hearted kind of, here's the plan, and you you see them rehearsing the way, some of the, yeah, yeah. the ways they're going to get rid of the the, the, the housekeeper, and yeah. they're reading a script in their house, and mm, the, mm, the, mm. the son's going, Dad, dial it down, dial it down, it's not realistic, and and it's all very light-hearted. But when this, when this accident happens, and it's, you know, it's partly bad luck, you know, some, yeah, of the, yeah, sure. some of what happens mm. um, because it probably could have reached it. And that's the whole point. It's mm. it's it's in some ways it's like a kind of medieval morality play, right? You yeah. The wheel of fortune turns, it comes up, and mm -hmm. then you go back to where you were. And I, th I think that's what's quite nice about it and, you know, to your point about it being a bit sort of sentimental. Melancholy. I think that I was... The first melancholy was boring the last time. <laughs> I, honestly, I was really annoyed. I, I genuinely thought the film had finished up. You know, with a certain shot, it's like, well, okay, dude, that's a great ending. I forgive the last half an hour not being great. And suddenly it's like, no way, it's keeping on going. What's that? Oh, that's not very interesting for me. It was it was surprising, but I think the the whole the whole thing with the son being such a dreamer and being so desperate to be one of the the wealthy, mm -hmm. you know, happy, rich people, um, you know, in this in this idea at the end that yet again he's got a plan, and we all know at that point that the mm, plan is yeah, is yeah. fruitless and pointless. I think there's some some poignancy yeah, they, to they, that. They could have that, that, that's like ten seconds. You could have probably summed up that up there. Yeah, I don't think you needed like twenty minutes of it. And and I, I think we'll probably mm. see about two or three other cuts of Parasite re-released in cinemas. Where the black and white version is playing Rotterdam, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're getting the HBO. Series which he'll adapt, um, but we'll we'll get one or two other cuts of Parasite, whether they're shorter or longer or something. I mean, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna they're gonna keep milking this as much as they can. Fair yeah. I mean, fair play, and as I say, these films reach wider audiences. Excellent, mm. I'm, all, I'm all for that. But I, I think Parasite will will continue to have you know have legs in that respect. They'll keep messing around with it. So yeah, and to your point about 
length. I'm a writer by by trade. Mm. Everything, everything can do with being edited. And you're right. That, <laughs> and you're right that you know sometimes they just. It is. Yes, it is a little baggy in places, but you know, it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's baggy and sort of self-indulgent. Oh, it's, it's not, not, you know. not self, I agree, it's not self-indulgent. I, I just think it's more like, uh, you know, again, like having listened to him talk um, about his, not just Parasite, but his own mm. process and everything. That, that last 20 minutes just didn't, didn't actually yeah. seem to fit with either his other films. Or other, because, he, you know, he does end usually films in quite a nice, whether it's a, you know, a left-field way or with a sort of, Unexpected. He he's, he's mm. got a history of ending films very well. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the biggest yeah. difference. With that's one of the main reasons I think Parasite, for me, isn't as good as other stuff because that that he just didn't mm. go the way he usually does. And if it had ended, you know, with a certain point, uh, I I think it would have been a hell of a film. It's a decent. Okay, film. so you know, for for people out there who maybe haven't seen any of his other films, yeah. you know, where would you, James, recommend mm. if if someone liked this? Where do you think they should go to get you know, schooled in... Oh, he, hasn't done, he hasn't done that many films, so it's not... I mean, you could probably... No, but what, what one do you like the oh, best, then? Well, I mean, Memories of Murder, for real. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. doubt, no, I mean, you got to... What else can you say? I mean, that, that film is... The influence that's still being felt on the genre, you know, in Korean and Japanese uh, sort of serial killer and murder films. Everything. And, and in, a, in the States as well, with David Fincher and, and Zodiac. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, and, and it's still... You watch that film today, it hasn't aged at all, man. Mm. It's, it's still completely on the money. Even though it's you know it's set back in the other time uh, time period and everything, it's still amazingly fresh. I, think, I find that quite interesting actually that the whole time period for for memories of murder because it it, it doesn't labour the point about when it's set. Absolutely, yeah. There's no. But nostalgia. actually, if you read up on it, it is quite a interesting and chaotic time in Korea, and it kind of explains why a lot of what happens mm. happens. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And I saw that when I was a relatively young lad, and I didn't know any of the background before. So the first time I saw it, I just saw it as what I thought was going to be, you know, a more straightforward genre film. So it kind of blew my mind when I saw mm -hmm. it. But yeah, I, I've seen it several times now. And obviously during that, like you said, I've read up about the stuff. And yeah, it's it nails all the background details, but they are background details. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it, you know, it, it's almost like a you know, world building, if you know what I mean. It sounds a bit grandiose, but it's it sets its background perfectly without throwing it in your face. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that... In Parasite, maybe it's a little more laboured. I mean, personally, mm. I like Mother. I think that is... That's great fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah a, I like Mother a lot. You know, if I was going to... Someone was going to say, oh, well, should I go and see Parasite or should I get a copy of Mother? I'd say, get, get, a, get a copy of Mother. Maybe start there. I mean, it's a fantastic film. It is, but I think that's... The thing with that, though, is that it's centred around in a, one astonishingly good performance. It, yeah, it's... A, it, which that, is... That's it's a, phenomenal. And it was that whole... That was the that kind of Korean... Um, and giant asteroid sort of moment as well, where you had mother and then you had poetry from Lee Chang Dong, pretty very very similar time period again, just about you know an old woman mm. involved in some murder investigation with similar kind of themes and issues, but and both were amazing films. Mm. So yeah. definitely go and see it. Um, yeah, if you haven't already, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if you're one of the few people who's not had a chance to see Parasite, um, not sure why, but uh, yeah, absolutely, I wouldn't hesitate to to recommend people going to watch it. 제시카 외동딸 일리노이 시카고 과선배는 김지모 그는 이사촌 불현대 착하다니까 진짜니까 착한 거지
deadly serious. Parasite will be released in UK cinemas from the 7th of February. We have a preview screening on 3rd of February that will broadcast a live Q&A to cinemas around the UK. I caught up with Song Kang-ho at the Korean Cultural Centre in London, just off Trafalgar Square in mid-December, when Song and Bong Joon-ho were in the middle of that whistle-stop series of preview screenings, ahead of Bong's BAFTA lecture. Hyun Jin Cho, festival director of the London Korean Film Festival, was kind enough to help with translation. So the obvious place to start was, did he have any idea that Parasite would have had the phenomenal success it has when he was making it? No, not at all. Um, because this is also very culturally specific, uh, specifically Korean uh, film, and and then he has some ideas that could translate very well, um, or his ideas can come through very well. But we just did not expect this, this kind of success at all. What did you think of the script when you first read it? Were you in any doubt that you might take the role? Um, uh, Um, when I first read the script, I thought it has a, such a unique structure. Uh, that was my first impression. And the character um, I was going to play, um, it was kind of very important. It's kind of a center of the story. That's kind of the first sense I had when I read it. The class struggles and differences are, are often a part of Bong's work. Are these themes that appeal to you as well? 그런 얘기 자체에 대해서는 그렇게 크게 끌리지는 않는데 I wouldn't say I'm kind of driven to this kind of big sort of social um, issues and like stories but I know that director Pong has this amazing ability to translate that into an amazing cinema that's something I'm really up to and so what is Bong like to work with in comparison with other directors and considering how long you've been working with him has his style changed any over that time? 어 글쎄 뭐 이전에는 이제 옥자나 스노피어스를 통해 가지고 Yeah, he's done uh, with Okja and Snowpiercer. I think he made some new experiments uh, cinematically, and um, I did work on the host together. But on the surface, um, um, I don't think there's a huge kind of uh, change. Um, the way, um, but the way he perceived our society, I, I would say, is deepened, and it became even more creative. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I think, around 23, 24 years since. You made your film debut in The Day a Pig Fell in the World. I believe you didn't train as a professional actor, but when you did start to to get roles, um, did you have any aspirations about what sort of characters you wanted to play? Um, You know, would that be a character actor, a romantic lead? And if so, who were you looking to for your inspiration? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, there is no nobody. Um, um, because I think um, because you aspire someone, you don't become one. Mm-hmm. So 
For me, I think uh, what's important in acting is that you just think more about your internal world and think more about yourself and try to build that, you know, your own self-confidence. So for me, I was trying to focus on these aspects instead. And should we read any, anything into the fact that you've, you've not worked with Hong Sang Soo again? Oh, well, actually, there was a, a, a proposal uh, by Hong uh, to work with him, I think 15 years ago, something like that. But he had another like, uh, you know, project, so he couldn't work with him. No, there's no particular reason. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. I'm obviously a very busy actor. Have you ever had to turn down roles in films that you would have loved to have done, but you were already committed to something else? Mm. And if so, um, can you tell me what some of those roles were? Mm. Um, relatively speaking, yeah, there's no film that I feel like, oh, I really wish I had um, done that. Because there are a lot of like proposals, and I was just in a really fortunate situation where I could just choose good you know, screenplay. Um, and there was no work that I kind of wanted, but never been proposed. So I'm very lucky. So when you began your career, it was a very opportune moment. It was the start of the Hallyu Korean wave, and you were in very major roles in some of the, the first films that really get noticed from that period, and working with who would become the leading directors of the next decade. So you know, working with uh, Lee Chang-dong, and obviously Bong Joon-ho, and then later on, but um, Kim Ji-woon, what was it like working in that period? And, and were you aware that this cultural shift was starting to happen and this global focus was starting to, to, to look at Korea? There's no other way to explain this other than saying I'm just so lucky. Um, all the great directors you mentioned, uh, they started career kind of with me. We kind of made films together, so just I'm so fortunate. And in all the films you've worked on, do you have any personal favourites and why are they special to you? Mm. Um, of course, each work I worked on has a unique appeal and just has a different sort of box of office results and different critical reviews, but that just that doesn't make it you know, less uh, appealing to me personally. They're all my kind of beloved children. And, but the, all the directors, kind of, you met, we talked about Pung Juno, Park Chan Leo, Kim Ji Yoon, and Lee Chang Dong, um, I think influenced me probably the most. And I just think about the works that. I did with them the most. If I have to choose one, I think I may mention uh, the Foul King I did with... <laughs> so that's me removing a copy of the Foul King from my bag. Yes, the original DVD edition with the shower cap. Wow! Wow! One of mine too. So... Uh, that was basically the first opportunity that I had as a lead actor. And also, you know, it was the, the story was very relatable to me personally. And also the making of it was extreme challenge. So mm -hmm. because of all these reasons, I think that's something that I kind of remember most. Mm. Absolutely favorite mine too. Considering you've worked with so many directors and actors in your career, are there any, not just in Korea, but perhaps in the world that you'd like to work with? Uh, 많은데, 뭐, 않고, mm -hmm. 
그리고 no I can't really there are so many but I can't really just pick one person um, and I'm kind of the person I don't think so kind of in a global terms I'm just kind of modest guy <laughs> different from other actors 영국 왔으니 캔로치 감독님이나 이런 분들은 거장이자 그 그의 작품들은 되게 존중 존경하고 감동적인 Well, since we're in, I'm in the UK, you know, maybe I can talk about UK directors, like, for example, Ken Loach. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing. Um, I think it would be amazing to work with him. I like his works. Um, so, but each country has, a, you know, these kind of amazing directors that I like to work with. And so I don't really think about these things very much. Have you ever considered writing or directing yourself? Never one. Tonya, yeah. Not at all. And, and why is that? Yeah. 중간에 뭐 권유도 yeah there were some suggestions and I had some opportunities um, but um, I, yeah everyone I think has his or her own talent I don't think I have the ability to become a good director so I'm really not interested what films are you working on next what we're going to see you in next you can tell us a little bit about Mm. Mm. Um, you may know uh, actor Lee Byung Hun. I'm going to work with him on this new kind of commercial title. It's kind of about like airplane disaster. It's like high budget, big budget kind of commercial title. And who's, who's the director on that? Mm. You may not know Han Jerim, who made the film Face Redoubt. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And also he made another film called The Show Must Go On. Yes, so another director you work with quite often. Mm. Do you find that, is that because you enjoy working with those directors or they enjoy working with you, that, that you end up working with quite a few of the same directors again and again? Mm. 배우들 입장에서는 음. 사실 선택을 받는 음. 우리가 선택할 수 있는 게 아니잖아요. Obviously thought about it a little more and came rushing back to make a response that was perhaps a little more diplomatic. Here's what he said. A film like Parasite could be a very kind of positive stimulation to Korean film industry. And um, maybe not all the films will have the same level of achieve same level of success. It would, you know, it, it would be very difficult. But I think this would definitely inspire a lot of uh, young filmmakers to create a, a very creative and new works. So, do we think that this has got any chance of being in to get a gong, or is? Martin Scorsese going to win for The Irishman. That's a dreadful film. A film that, you know, he should have won. Yeah, the problem with that is he should have won uh, an Academy Award for Casino all those years ago because that was the best thing. <laughs> and just been done with Casino. it because, you uh, know. But then what you just said highlights the main problem in the Academy Awards. 
and I guess the challenge for Asian films in there because yeah, you're right. So much of it is that kind of a accumulated it's kind of they credit. Do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're due it and everything. It's whereas for Parasite, but I almost I I almost feel like some of the the claim of, of that Parasite's been getting is actually that he's kind of falling into this car- category of it's time to recognise Bong Joon Ho as a great director. We should have done it. We should have done it. Ten years ago, I think a large part of it is still the K the K pop thing, and how popular that's becoming in America. I mean, there's no no matter how good a director he is, and he's a great director and you know, award winning director he is. I mean, you know, turning up on some of the chat show he's been on in America, stuff like that. I mean, that's reflecting a wider social trend. I don't think it's anything to do with him, to be honest with you. I I I, I can't see it mm. any other way. Which again is fine. I nothing against K pop. I don't think I've ever heard a K pop song in my life, but it's. <laughs> I think it's great that, you know... Yeah, granddad. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly <laughs> claiming to be a youngster, so, you know, I still listen to my NWA and everything. Mm. That's still hip and fresh to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this JZ or 50% or anything, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, which, but it's great. No, joking aside, no, it's great that things that, you know, the K-pop tub is spreading, especially mm. in the US and everything. Anything which promotes kind of you know, more global and... Multicultural attributes is fantastic, but I, I think that's part of this rather than. I don't seriously think that. What is it? Wasn't it on this chat show? I don't seriously think he's. Oh, you got to get me Bong Joon Ho tonight. You know, I I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. Bong Joon Ho, he's a very person, very funny, very personal way. Yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. that it happened, mm-hmm. but I think it's not specifically about him or about Paris. I mean, when's the last time like a can prize winner? I mean, have they ever had my man Von Trier up there or you know Haneke everyone being to be? It's never happened. So it's part of a, a wider social trend a good one but mm. I think that's what I think it'll be coming and going I don't think it's going to have mm. any lasting impact on anything I mean the other thing too is that you know maybe it's more interesting because there are quite a lot of Korean people in America yeah yeah and so maybe it's just that they think well you know this might appeal to people because you know, there's a there's a base there's a, 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 well, a sure. you know a oh, yeah. base of you know it's like if a New Zealand film comes to London, you know, I go and see it, whether it's terrible or not, because I feel like I've got to kind of you fly the flag, and yeah. you know, so maybe that's there's you know some of that in terms of the I agree, stuff. absolutely, there, there must be, and yeah, with you know K-pop and stuff becoming a lot more mm. you know widely accepted, and people listen to me, it's made very big success in the US Billboard charts, and everything. It's kind of not a special. It's not even a special thing now, is it? It's, it's just, just kind of it just part is. of the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah, outstanding. But I think that is part of a bigger picture. I don't think this is a specific moment for like Korean cinema being mm. accepted worldwide I mean I mean, we watch how many fucking Korean films do we watch or anything for reviews festivals some excellent stuff out there yeah. but it's not that, that's not going to break through into the mainstream because of Parasite it's not possible Parasite I mean, is a very specific example yeah well it's like a few years ago there was all that buzz around you know old boy right there yeah, was yeah, another yeah. one and everyone got very excited about Korean film and and you know but it's yeah, it'll come and go, which yeah. is which is fine. It's just yeah. the way things are. I mean, yeah. it's like Crocodile Dundee in the eighties. For a while, everyone yeah. was in love in Australia, and then suddenly, you know, forget about it again. Yeah. Or, you know, after Ring came out, yeah. you know, for a couple of years, Asian horror in general, you had the Eye mm. from Hong Kong. You know, you had all these Asian horror films, and it just dropped off again. Yeah, but you just have to. These things just come and go, and this. I mean, hopefully, yeah. we'll see if some more Korean films make it to cinemas, but. I'm not currently aware of any other Korean films which are actually being bought by distributors for certainly the UK. So, I mean, he's up for... The, the Parasite is up for what? Andrew's got a list here. Six so nominations. Six nominations. What six? Can you, um, so it's Best International Film, Best Production Design, mm. Best Editing, mm. Best Original Screenplay, Best Director and Best Film as well. Uh, I'll give it Production Design. I yeah. would definitely not give yeah. it Editing. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> I think, to whoever the editor is. You know, I think it, it, best original screenplay is certainly interesting. How do you judge? How do you judge that though? I guess because you're, are you judging the subtitles or are you judging the screenplay? Not you personally. I mean, the, the person reading. I mean, having done some work in subtitling and stuff before. I mean, the difference is absolutely huge. And what we're reading, I think the parts of the subtitles are very good. They don't have that kind of Americanization, which a lot of Chinese mm. films do, where you'll get people saying, yo, dog, what's up, homie? When there's like two bankers talking to you, like, yeah, that's yeah, a nice one. <laughs> but it's, at the same time, uh, I'm, it's probably a, fan, a fantastic original screenplay. I, I just wouldn't feel personally a, able to judge it because I'm judging the work of the subtitler, who's mm. somebody employed by a company. Not necessarily. Uh, yeah, but if you I, just I look, if you, I guess it's based on the sort of the premise the story. of the story. Yeah, yeah, and it's, sure. a good, it's a good story. Production, maybe director as well. I wouldn't. I would never give it best film or best international film. But his directing is, apart from the last twenty minutes, very tight mm. for some of the stuff. And the production designs we said the house magnificent yeah, for sure. I, I can't argue with that. I would be surprised. I I don't think it'll win stuff though. To be honest with you, Parasite, just because of the way the Academy Awards are structured, everything. I, I but I'd be you know the more it wins the better. I I still think it's nothing but good news. Mm. Well, I think you know, even being nominated, it just brings. Yeah, it's, it's a good step. It's it, it's good because it brings films for you know any of these kind of yes, we can say maybe it's tokenism. Um, we mm. definitely need more representation of you know people from different backgrounds and things in in film. The BAFTA's got a lot of stick for you know the kind of very stale male and pale. Not England, what Run up of their, of their films, but you know it, it brings these things to an, an audience and. Yeah. You know, it's it's great to see East Asian film being, you know, put out there and, and, and holding its own. Okay, so now it's time to have a look at some of the Eastern picks, some films that are coming out and are, yep. or have already been released that you should be watching out for. I find a film which was tagged as being ominous, uh, Shadow. Zhang Yimou's Shadow just appeared on Netflix. A zero fanfare, less than zero fanfare. I mean, it wasn't as hidden as The Wandering Earth was. I mean, it got a very lackluster UK release. Just did, did it even hit cinemas in the UK? It was at the London Film Festival Ooh. in 2018. It came out about nine months later or, or so on, yeah. on, on Blu-ray and DVD with no attempts at any kind of promotion. I didn't even know it came out on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, so I'm not surprised it's out on Netflix, but I mean, it's a real shame because I think it's, it's actually up no, there. It's I, I, one of the yeah. better Wuxia kind of films, very kind of Shakespearean, beautiful, it's very, very visually, it's a, it's a very, 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 very... I mean, it, I, and yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm very glad it's on Netflix and everything. I, I also find there's this, uh, one of these like recent Taiwanese films just popped up as well. It's, oh, it's yeah, City of Last Things. That yeah. just popped up. Yeah. But Shadow, yeah, hopefully hopefully people will discover, you know, they, they'll reach out for stuff. But mm. I think they're really going to... Lose it or trick a few people just by oh, what do you want to watch tonight? And oh, let's watch something ominous. Mm. <laughs> let's watch <laughs> But I love that genre of film. I love the ominous. Ominous. Genre so of do I. I watched yeah. House of the Devil again the other night. That's fucking ominous. All the way ominous. <laughs> Shadow. Not not really. To be honest with you, I think that maybe some intern or student was making a joke and something. It's. I, I think maybe they, maybe they got confused about what film it was. And they thought it was Shadow. Shadow and thought it was. Uh... <laughs> that's probably what happened. Are you gonna okay? You're gonna watch this film? No, just tag it. What's his name? Shadow. Fuck, that's ominous. 
but hopefully more you know, more stuff like that I, I you know I don't know the deals behind it or what else is coming on Netflix but uh, you know I, I think that would be really good so that's it for this episode boom next time we'll be taking a look at Takeshi Miike's first love looking forward to you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Google and Spotify and don't forget to find us on the website easternkicks.com and also on Facebook Twitter Instagram and Pinterest and let us know what you think but for now good night to you all and cheers 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 hey (laughs) gumbe